Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Recorded live. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Dallas Death Discussion for Monday night, the 13th day of March 2017 already. It's amazing that uh, we're almost halfway through the month of March. It seemed like we uh, we just jumped into March three days ago, but time is escaping me more than it ever has in my entire life, but that's what happens when you get old, so uh, it Nothing I can do about it. It is what it is, but uh, stuff seems to be flying by. But uh, as I said, this is Dallas Debt Discussion, and I want to make it clear to everybody that we discuss things here. We don't give legal advice. Um, If you want legal advice, go hire an attorney. That's what they give. I don't know what it is. Um, None of us know uh, what legal advice is, much less... uh, have any way of providing it. So if that's what you're looking for, go find an attorney, pay the tab, get your legal advice. But if you're looking for ideas on how to uh, deal with a a situation that you may have, uh, possibly dealing with the debt collection industry or with uh, the uh, credit reporting agencies or possibly with people calling you, telemarketing, uh, uh, other things, that fall under the TCPA or the FCRA or the FDCPA, well, that's in large part what we talk about here. This is all about education. We don't get paid for what we do. I've been doing this for, well, in June it'll be eight years. And uh, I haven't missed a Monday night yet uh, setting up the call for you guys. It's your call. Always remember that. It's not my call. I'm just the one that makes it happen, pushes the buttons, and directs the traffic. But you guys are the ones that come on here and share information, get information, and we all learn from each other. It isn't like uh, John and and Terry and myself, the moderators here, are the smartest people in the world and we are the know-it-alls and, uh, uh, you know, we disseminate things and you guys take it in. No, we get fantastic contributions from many of you, those of us that are moderators, we're all litigators. We do have, uh, collectively, a, a pretty substantial amount of litigation experience in federal court, uh, even some in state court. But the, the bottom line is we're here to discuss things, to help people. It's about learning about the consumer protection statutes and about the proper use of the courts. Notice I started that with proper use of the courts to enforce your rights. There's many people that don't use them properly, that don't have a clue on how to use them properly, and they don't get very far. And uh, I'll uh, give an example in a little while of uh, something that was uh, just sent to me recently by one of our members uh, as an example of how not to do things with the courts. So with all that said, We always start with good news, 
And if anybody has any good news, uh, all you have to do is speak up. You don't have to hit star eight and push yourself in the queue, which is what we'll do after we uh, get our good news portion done when we go to Q&A. I ask that everybody hit star eight on the keypad on their phone to put themselves in the queue, and I will call on you in the order that uh, you raise your hands. The other thing is, we're not going to stay here and talk all night just for the sake of talking, just for the sake of something to do on a Monday night, because most of us have other things that we can spend our time on uh, and put to good use, myself included, if we don't have uh, an opportunity to be helping people and answering questions. So, uh, you know, when we don't have any further questions or anything too uh, pertinent to discuss, then we will wrap the call up early if we need to. So with all that said, anybody got any good news? Well, Dave, this is funny. <laughs> you know, the good, one of the good things about moving where I'm moving is I'm in a whole new federal district, right? Mm-hmm. So I get, I get a whole new slate and a different judge to deal with. Well, as you know, I never use a cell phone, but I got that little track phone that I keep on the yellow bike in case of emergencies. Well, yesterday, my son was down here to pick up the yellow bike and some other stuff on his trailer, and he took it up north. Well, I took the phone off and popped it in my purse. Today, I went to rent the U-Haul trucks. And while I was sitting there placing the reserve on the U-Haul trucks, that little track phone started ringing. Now, it never rings, right? Mm-hmm. So I dig it out of my purse, and I answered it. And this person on the other lo- uh, end of the line uh, no one's there at first, and then he comes on, and he says, uh, uh, I need to speak to the owner of the cell phone. I said, who do you want to speak to? He said, the owner of the cell phone. I said, what for? And he says, well, he says, uh, I have an opportunity. And I said, listen carefully. This is your one and only warning. This cell phone is on the national do not call list, you are being told, do not call this number again. And the lady at the desk, she's she just looking at me, and I don't care who, what I'm doing and who's sitting there. And uh, he says, yeah, but, yeah, but I have this opportunity. I said, you better listen to me carefully and take this number off your list. Have a nice day. And I hung up. So the lady sitting there, she said, do you mind me asking what that was all about? And so I proceeded to tell her. And she had never heard of the TCPA. <laughs> so it was a great conversation. And now I've got this whoever it is calling my cell phone. So let's just see if they keep it up. Oh. Isn't that great? Well, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but I've got an opportunity. <laughs> well, so do I to sue you. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, is there something that you, that you don't understand? Uh, something uh, like uh, quit? <laughs> well, I know, and I was so I spoke slowly. I said, "Listen very carefully. <laughs> do not do this again." Right. Oh, Lord, uh, what are the chances that they're not going to call me again? Pretty slim. Well, well good, evening. 
um, YouTube. How's everyone doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you, young lady? Well, I am feeling better, almost like myself. I'm not there. I can't believe it's already been two weeks. And, you know, we're like the middle of March, but it is what it is. But I I have joined the call at the end of the conversation twice, scary about you moving. So I'm thinking that's but I have a void. I don't know what happened. And are you leaving Georgia? Yes. We're just moving a little bit over the North Carolina line up in the lower Appalachians to Murphy. Which, okay, guys, I know how ironic and kind of ridiculous it is <laughs> for me to be mer- moving to a town called Murphy. But Thomas kind of made me feel better about it. Because as you all know, the Murphys follow me around. They hitchhike with me. They live with me, all their dead relatives. They've been hanging around with me for a long, long time. Thomas said, uh-oh, now you're moving to Murphy's, so they're going to get hinkled. <laughs> That's cute. But I think actually you're moving to Murphy because now you're going to live on the um, the easier side of Murphy. <laughs> Absolutely. See, before you were wherever you were. Exactly. And that's when, you know, the Murphys just... Um, the Murphys are now... Left. They're now helping me get the hell out of Dodge, literally. This is Dodge right. County that I live in. It's too funny. <laughs> yeah, John, you agree with that? I mean, it is ironic. So you... What are the odds that, you know, finally Terry gets the hell out of Dodge, and where does she go? Murphy. So you're moving to what I call North Kakalaki. <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> I, I don't either. It's, it's <laughs> I'm one of those places down south of where she is. <laughs> it's really beautiful. It's, oh, God, it's gorgeous. The best thing is, in every direction, very close, when Terry gets a wild hair and decides she needs to kayak, there's that river with the white water and the and the and the um waterfalls and I can just do it anytime I want. But, ter- but, but you ter- won't do it in January. Ter- Somebody's got a cell phone they need to No internet? You've gotta get internet. Well I will, but um I have to get up there. See Dish Network they can't tell until they activate and install, DISH is already installed in that house that previous people had, the DISH satellites, so we know that DISH works there. But they won't know if their Internet satellite stream will work in that area until they activate the TVs on the 4th. Then, if it'll work, I'll go ahead and go with them because it's going to be cheaper anyway. But if it won't work... Then the only other one that I know of in that area that I heard people are using is HughesNet, and I really don't want to do that. But um, whatever's available, I'll be stuck with it. So are you going to be totally off the grid? For 
for maybe a couple of weeks. Now, I do know it's unavoidable. Now, Dave, if he doesn't mind, he could run my call board on Wednesday night that week on the 5th because I won't even have a phone until the 4th. But on the 5th, if Dave Dave ran my call board, I can call into the board via uh, the landline, but I will not be able to send out call reminders or the call link from the recording until the following day when I can go into town to the library to access Internet on my laptop. Because right, right. I know the the, so we, the library is not going to be open until ten o'clock at night, you know. Right. So can you? Will you be able to look out the window and see the mountains? Oh yeah, you're surrounded by the mountains. You can walk out her back door and see the mountains. There's a creek <laughs> running right beside the house. Yeah. You're going to have to. You're going to have to FaceTime me or send me a picture. I do have some pictures of the house that the realtor took that I can send you. Um, And then, of course, I'll have my daughter take some more. My camera broke, so I don't even have a camera anymore. um, You've got to send me those pictures so I can see where you're going. I will. There's five acres there. Wow. Now, even though um, I love, like, the picture of kayaking and stuff, but I can't swim. But okay. I like the fact that that's there for you, you know? Well, I never, you know, knock on wood, this is just me, not the rest of my party, but I never get thrown off my boat. I've n- I never dump it. I use a, a an inflatable set on top. Those are hard to tip to begin with, but um, I've just been incredibly lucky flying over unknown waterfalls, and, and believe it or not, Every single time I land it perfect at the bottom in the only place possible to land, and and I never have tipped on the rocks or, you know, mm-hmm. gotten, gotten thrown over or anything thus far. Sooner or later, I'm sure I will, but, you know, so far, so good. Excuse me. Uh, uh-huh. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, great. I didn't want to be rude. I didn't want to cut into the conversation, but I was trying to. Ask someone here, I guess Dave, uh, some questions when I can get that chance and opportunity. Uh, I was just getting ready to say that we're going to go ahead. If nobody else has any good news, we're going to go to Q&A. Oh, there was that other good news too, Dave. Don't forget about that. The CFPB is now majorly cracking down, and I love it, love it, love it. We've had this discussion last couple of weeks on the public information in your credit reports, liens and judgments, etc., and uh, how to get rid of them. And now the CFPB is cracking down on that, and they won't even be able to put it in there unless they can prove it up. And they have to prove up the date of birth and the Social Security number and everything, and they have to do an update on every one of them every 90 days. Which Isn't they're not going to do, so they're not no. going to. They're just going to take it out and leave it out. Yeah, they're going to stop carrying that public information. Is what they're going to do, right. which is awesome news. And I really would like to think that us, yeah. and, and and I don't mean just us on this call, mm-hmm. but us, the people who are awake and aware and active in this area, have had a lot to do with that. 
Well, let well, me add one thing on top of that. Um, you know, every two weeks I pull all three of my credit reports, which I'm just doing now because I usually do it on Monday nights. And my Equifax, which I pulled, public record section states now, this section includes public record items Equifax obtained from local, state, and federal courts through a third-party vendor LexisNexis. They can be reached at blah, blah, blah. So they've got their information there, and then it says you have no public records on file. <laughs> and I just, I, then I just did my TransUnion, and TransUnion doesn't even have the section for public records anymore. Didn't take them long, did it? No, and I haven't got around to the last one, but I'll have that done in a little while. So Excellent. Let, let us know. Oh, you're doing it tonight? Yes. Okay, let us know about experience. Yeah, that's part of his multitasking while he's on the call. Oh, that's just awesome. It's it's beautiful, wonderful news for everybody. Yeah, it, yep, yep. One more thumb is taken off of us that they've had to make life miserable. Okay, well, does anybody else have any good news? Hello, Dave. Hello. Hi there. Uh, I got a bit of good news. This is for TCPA, FDCPA, and uh, State uh, California Rosenthal Act. Good. Um, This was for 73 calls. Oh, wow. Yeah, on Friday I was offered fifteen thousand. The initial um, that initial offer, I I declined it and uh, gave him my counter offer. But I'm still waiting on that. But yeah, I want to see how that goes. I think I'll have have it all scored away this week. It's been going by fairly quick since uh, the complaint was filed last month. Well, at least they're getting to the point where they're making offers now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, Insta- instead of fighting for six months before they even bother. Yeah. Yeah, this this uh this is a good case because they actually acknowledged that my revocation uh you know, because I told them to quit calling and they, they acknowledged that back in uh was it December? They said, Yeah, we got that on record and I was like, Oh good and um <laughs> you know, so we're not denying that. Yeah. And uh Yes, and I was just um, back and forth with some negotiating. Well, good, good. And I know you'll keep us informed of how things go and if you uh, are able to reach a settlement and uh, get a nice piece of change, we'll know about that in due time. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping by, well, uh, maybe Terry's caught or now. But either way, if it doesn't, then whatever. Um, I know how these things drag, you know. Some of them can drag on, and some of them get resolved pretty quickly, and then there's that big, wide expanse in between. You know, you you just never know. Um, you know, it all depends on the company you're dealing with, their their attitude, uh, and, of course, the any attorney that's involved in it or whether you're just dealing with the company and it doesn't get to litigation stuff. So there's there's so many variables. There There's no norm. You know, I've had people actually ask me, well, you know, normally how long does it take? There is no norm. It, yeah. You know, it's an individual, so. But it sounds like yours is at least moving along if you just filed it a, a month or so ago and, and – they're coming around making offers already. Um, that's you know that's positive. I mean, it's not a guarantee you're going to reach a number, but it's it's definitely uh, uh, a move in the right direction. Yeah, and that's actually the biggest 
Yeah, that's actually the biggest uh, initial offer I've ever had in the four years I've been doing this. So we'll see how it. Uh, I'll see if we get. I don't know. If I get ten more, I'll be good. And if I can't, then well, you know, whatever. But um, I'm gonna let the greed factor get me. Right. Yeah. Don't let the greed factor eat you. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I love the good news. All right. I'll keep you informed. Okay. Thanks very right. much. Yeah. Uh, my own little bit of good news that I have is I've had a company calling my cell phone, and uh, they either either there's nobody there when I answer it, and there's just dead air silence, or uh, I as soon as I say hello, I have a recording played to me uh, to hear this message in English. Please press one. Well. I don't press one. I don't have to use my airtime to listen to uh, a message that might be sent to me in Spanish or English or whatever. And I've had about 13 calls from them. They called me, I think, five times last week. They didn't call today, oddly enough. But uh, Anyway, we'll just have to wait and see. It's obvious it's an auto dialer, and I did uh, do some research on it, and it is a collection company. So uh, I don't know. Why they be calling me? Because I don't owe anybody any money. So we'll just have to wait and see. Okay, any more good news? All right. Well, um, we had a a gentleman that spoke up before uh, that said he had some questions. Now, we do have somebody in the queue, uh, guest three. They uh, hit star eight and raised their hand. That's actually how you put yourself in the queue to ask questions. But uh, if the uh, gentleman wants to speak up that asked about it before, we'll just go ahead and uh, take your questions. Yeah. <clears throat> My name is Maurice. I'm calling you from California, uh, mm-hmm. the city of Marina Valley, which is uh, Riverside County. I was out in Riverside County at the beginning of the, the mess with the foreclosures. And I graduated from Paris High. Yeah. Down the street from Paris High School. Okay. What do you got for us tonight? Um, this is my first time. Uh, I just joined it for membership Friday. Oh, good. And I have been to Ben Laurie's uh, uh, on his uh, info uh, websites that I've been uh, listening to. So I finally got who, who was that that you were talking about? Uh, Dan Laurie. Uh, I'm not familiar with him. Okay. <laughs> I feel lost in space now. Anyway, <laughs> because I have uh, a collections from uh, uh, they're trying to remedy the situation for is um, they did a judgment back in I did an email and then they 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 shot me this because I picked everything up from Ben Lurie's website and then when I joined membership I did my email and they. Not back some information on how to log in to the uh, conference calls today and, and things of that nature. I also have a house that's in foreclosure, but I'm not going to talk about that today. I'll get that to the other, I guess it's tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, Jesse will be on the call. Right. Right. So right. anyway, um, they this judgment was entered September 11, 2009. I'm just hearing back from these people. They're trying to collect uh, the current balance on it. And they're gonna to try to garnish my wages as of uh, 
if I don't contact them by tomorrow, that's why I, <clears throat> I saved enough money to go on and get the membership drawn on Monday, and I sent the uh, email to let anyone know of urgency, and now I'm finding out how everything is formulated from going on uh, the webinars such as now, and then um, I don't even know how to raise my question here. I never, this is the first time I've ever done Okay, well, just from what you've said so far, uh, the the overall situation you're you're dealing with at the moment that's of critical importance to you is you you got well the you got to reach them is is in their office by tomorrow. Well, well, just hang on a second. Let let me recap here so that uh, everybody has an idea and make sure that I have the correct idea of what's going on. You got a judgment against you back in two thousand nine, right? Okay, now, who got the judgment against you? Uh, Citibank. Okay, and what was it for, a credit card? Yeah. Okay. Um, did Were you properly served with the papers for that lawsuit? Uh Probably. Did you get did you get did you get served the papers for the lawsuit? It's been so long ago, and because I have been served a couple of times, I I I would have to. I, I actually I would have to speculate that and say yes, but I just don't remember because it's been okay. so long. Well, you knew you got sued by them. In other words, though, I know I went to court because I did what was called a consolidation loan, and then two of them jumped out and wanted to do a judgment because I wasn't able to honor the consolidation debt that I put all these all my uh, merchants together. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. There was multiple things that were put into the consolidation. You couldn't meet the agreement on payments for the consolidation. Right. So there was a couple of them that jumped out of it and just said, we're going to go ahead and uh, get a judgment against you, and Citibank was one of those, right? Yeah, doing the... During that course of time over the years, I just ignored everything. I hadn't even responded to anybody. Okay. That in itself is one of your biggest mistakes. That's something that a lot of people have done through the years, and they think, well, if I don't answer it, it'll go away. Well, sometimes it does, but many times it doesn't. And actually what happens is it makes things worse for you Mm -hmm. because it puts you in more of a corner instead of uh, being proactive and going back and dealing with the situation you had. You know, I, I know that's not what you want to hear, but when, when you call in to these calls that are associated with Jesse's website, you're going to get the straight scoop. We're not going to give you the feel-good stuff. We're going to get, we're going to give you the answers uh, based on our experience, our knowledge, and we're uh, we're litigators. I'm a federal court litigator. So is Terry. So is John. We all have extensive experience in in federal court litigation, on debt issues or credit reporting or whatever. So you know we just so you have an idea. We we got a, a pretty good idea of what we're talking about. If we don't know the answer to something, we'll tell you we don't know, and we'll suggest where you might find it. Now, given that. And going back to where you were, you got a judgment uh, in '09, eight years ago. There isn't anything at this point you can do about that judgment. There's nothing you can do about it. The only thing that you right, might except, except for one thing, 
depending on what the state statute is. Now, I'm just telling you what it is here in Georgia. You have to check on California. A judgment is only good for seven years, and then they have to renew it. If they don't renew it, then they cannot act on it. The, so the judgment actually to, lapses. It lapses. And that's uh, what I it happened with it because it's, it's all the way back to 2009. Right, but what is what are your states? Uh, what's your state statute on it? See, Georgia is seven years, but every state is different. True, that I right. didn't know. Sure, right. That's why it's part of the question. Okay, well, we don't know what the specific law is for the state of California. But you need to look it up. Right, that's one of the things that that you need to find out. But I'm going to guess that uh, given if they're trying to garnish you, uh, that they probably are within the law out there if they're trying to come after you. Yeah, it may be almost up and they realize it. That's what I think it is. I think it's 10 years because this will be the 10th year in September. Well, let me suggest something. Don't assume anything when it comes to legal issues. Get facts rather than, well, I think it's this or I think, no, don't ever do that when you're dealing with legal issues. The very first thing that you have to understand when you're dealing with legal stuff is you have to get facts. You have to go look at the law so you know for sure what you are dealing with, okay? Sure. That's, a, that's a beginning point. Um, the, and see, here's, here's the thing. You've ignored this all this period of time. There is a way to make yourself uh, garnishment proof. But the problem is, if you had been learning about this stuff, you needed to have been learning about this stuff, you know, a year ago, two years ago, whatever. But to wait now to when they're going to start garnishing you, you know, tomorrow or next week, uh, that kind of puts you behind the eight ball. Now, I don't know what the garnishment laws are in the state of California as far as head of household goes. Uh, John has looked into some of that, and he's familiar with uh, some of that. John, have you got any input that uh, you could give this gentleman regarding that? A, a direction? He's in California. Okay, let's take a look. Problem is they got a judgment in '09. What is the ex- uh, and what is the exemption limit in California as well? Do you know, John? Well, that's what, I'm looking, looking, that's what I'm looking up. Yeah. Um, see, there are certain limitations on garnishments. Yeah. See, now Georgia is the same as the federal. So we don't really get any break. Ours is only six thousand, but Texas is sixty thousand. So up to sixty thousand dollars, they can't touch. Well, you basically can't can't garnish somebody in Texas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but California That's is it. a different animal. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, I was thinking on a federal level, it was uh, ten years across the board, but. But well, you're, talk, talking you're talking state. about statute of limitations on judgments. No, it, it, that yeah. goes when the judgment is in a state court, it goes under state law. That it does not fall under federal law, so you can't. No. Here again, you're making assumptions 
on a generalization on something. One of the things that, that you want to understand about legal stuff, if you're going to make any headway and you're going to help protect yourself, you have to get used to digging into details and getting facts rather than you know assuming, well, I think it's this or I think it's that because that way too you. many times you're going to be wrong. Okay. And, and so, you know, that, I mean, that, I say that for everybody. I mean, it's not just you, but no. we're, we're speaking about and, your situation here. But uh, And we're saying it because we learned this stuff by trial and error. <laughs> yeah, we, we know about this stuff. I mean, it's, it's nothing new. You have to go to the details. You have to go and see exactly what the law says. And if you're in California on things like this, you're going to deal with California law. Right. I understand. Uh, I'm just okay. kidding. Okay. So. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah, I can go hear. ahead, John. Okay. Okay. In California, the law allows creditors to garnish up to 25% of your net income. In California, you may be able to stop the wage garnishment through filing an exemption. You may be able to have your wage garnishment stop or reduce the amount being garnished if you can show that the money is needed to support your family and you, if you can show the money is needed to provide basic necessities of life, then you may be able to stop the garnishment. There are several steps you need to take in order to stop the garnishment through filing a claim of exemption in California. First, you're going to need to get the form and fill it out, and it's WG-006, uh, and you fill that out. It's a claim of exemption for wage garnishment, and you were, uh, return to the levying officer, and you do not file it with the court because it's got private financial information. But you can find that online. If you look up uh, what I searched was California Head of Household Garnishment Exemption. Okay, it, uh, John, I was a little confused about you, you, who does he file it with? Well, it's, it states right on the form that you file it with the levying officer. You what don't is that? File it with the court. I have no idea, but I'm sure they're in the instructions there. And that's a WG-006 form. Yeah, that's the form. And like I said, if, if you just type into Google, California Head of Household Garnishment Exemption. And I did find out that um, I could be wrong again, but they, there's something called also you can go before the judge, and it's called a uh, pay slow element, whereas they can lower that 25 percent of the of the net of your of your income. Right. Let me ask. Close. How, how much? How much is your judgment? Uh, it's five thousand three hundred twenty-four dollars. And it was they got this how many years ago? Um, actually, it was before 2009, before they entered the judgment from the creditor, but the judgment is on the statement, which is dated September 11, 2009. Okay. Um, the, another thing you can do is if you go to the California Secretary of State website, where you search for corporations and stuff like that, you can search a database that's called UCC Filings. And in my state, if they don't um, register the judgment on the state UCC database, they can't collect on it. 
or considering it's 2009, that's eight years ago, in Florida, they have to renew the judgment on the UCC database every, it's either every four or five years. And if they fail to renew it, then um, they can't collect on it. They can go then later and relist it on the database. But, you know, in the meantime, you can turn around and sue them. And you don't know if it's the party who, who got the judgment against you. Uh, well, it's coming out that Citibank is the, is the, uh, is the creditor and, is uh, the alleged creditor. Yes. And Herigus is but it. who's trying to garnish is what we're after. Well, like I said, it's, it's in motion and movement with the attorney's office. And when they are on the behalf of Citibank. Okay. So they're saying, but okay. This, are you a member? I just became one. Okay. Well, here's what you got to do. The one thing you need to look up is the debt validation letter. It's a very simple letter. It says basically, you know, I dispute the debt and I demand validation, more or less. It says a little bit more than that. And you mail a copy of that to the attorney, certified okay. return receipt, and you mail a copy to Citibank and see what comes back. Now, here's the thing. When you mail the letter, the validation letter to the attorney, they only need to mail you back one thing, and that's a copy of the judgment. And if they fail to mail you a copy of the judgment back and say anything else, you can sue them for violating the FDCPA. Okay. And then that, that, that opens the discovery to find out is it really Citibank that's suing me or is it someone that like Midland funding that's not yeah, disclosing? Or is and, it a, a debt collection law firm? And there are some real shady ones out there that actually buy this crap just like Midland does. But this debt validation that John's talking about here, that it's a very, the simple one and you'll find it on the website and you need to do that tomorrow. You need to do it yesterday. Yeah. Um, and you send it certified mail. Make sure that you send it certified mail, and in that letter at the bottom, you put the certified mail receipt number on the letter. Okay. I was wondering, they have a face mail, like a fax number. Should I do both? No. 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 Okay. That was a unanimous answer, wasn't it? <laughs> no, and no, I like no. To, I like to spend the extra 200 uh, dollars and eighty cents and get a green card, you know, the certified yeah. return receipt slip. I like to get those back so it proves I've got something tangible. Especially that with came somebody with somebody being this aggressive, I agree with, with John. Yeah. And and you get that and then it starts the clock running and they gotta either they gotta either mail you a copy of that judgment or stop collecting. Okay. Uh another question here is that been the time of the sensitivity of the matter, um I was getting ready to call them on Friday. I said, well, let me hold up before I communicate to these people and try to see if I can get a hold of you guys, which I'm very... Well, first thankful. of, first of all... Well, with you. Hang on, Terry. Hang on. Let him finish. <laughs> Since yeah, what? I was, I was very thankful that I was able to get a hold of you guys to even ask a question before on tomorrow the deadline, although I know the sensitivity of the time is 
is, is the upper hand on on their end. But nevertheless, um, uh, I just I was wondering, like the correct the answer was answered. No, don't call them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and remember this, and it's important. Because I was going to. I, neg- I know it. I know it's difficult. Yeah. But don't let them rattle you. Don't let them intimidate yeah. you. Well, I didn't. I didn't want to get behind the t- time frame of responding to them like I hadn't been, and I was going to do it first thing in the morning with a phone call and try to negotiate a payment plan. That's that's if I hadn't gotten a hold of you guys. So yeah, now I I would my personal opinion on that is I would not if I were in your position. I would go ahead and I would send that validation letter off tomorrow. Are are, are these attorneys, you know, in the same city where you are, approximate area where you are? Uh, they in San Jose. Oh Not, wow, that's a ways. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, mail is what a couple days, whatever. Yeah, they're, three they're days. not. They're, okay. they're not the next county over to yeah. him. Yeah. Okay. Um, do that validation letter, and, and if you go into the website, there's a search window up at the top. All you have to do is search uh, validation demand or validation. You'll you'll come up with the uh, the uh, example for the letter. We don't we don't have templates. We have examples, but um, that's where you're going to find it in the website. But you want to just like. John and Terry have mentioned, go ahead and get that done. And by all means, if you don't get anything else done tomorrow, put it in the mail. That way they'll get that before the end of the week. And they know that they have to stop collecting in all forms until they answer that. And even if they've got a copy of the judgment handy right there and they turn around and mail it to you, they still have to stop. So what that does is that puts... Uh, a little bit of a delay in things, and then if they send you a copy of the judgment in the mail, then they can continue collecting. If they do not send you a copy of the judgment, they cannot pursue the uh, garnishment. I I can tell you that right now. If they do, you got them under the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. But you got to take one thing at a time. We know you're early in your learning curve here, and you you are in a crunch on time, but you you see how valuable it is to not wait until you you know you get to crunch time like this to to start working on this stuff and and deal with the stuff earlier because there's stuff in the website that could show you how to make yourself garnishment proof and and uh, you know even judgment proof and stuff. I mean you know you already have a judgment and they can't do anything about that, but you can make it real hard for them to uh, get any money out of you. Right, so, and if you know, there's not a, the next call is not until tomorrow night. But if if you have questions when you find the debt validation letter and you get things ready to go and you still have questions, use the forum because you can get questions answered in there as well. Yeah. Now, my understanding was go to the. Um, you you mentioned your UCC filings, but uh, kind of got kind of lost where to get that val- validation letter. Uh, no, the, the validation letter is just like I said. You go into the website. Yeah, and cert- well, forget about the UCC stuff uh, in relation to the validation. That's got nothing to do with it. Right. I was just saying, what website do I get the validation? <clears throat> this is Jesse's website. 
You said Jesse's web, website? Yeah, you just yeah, became yeah, a member of the yeah. website today, right? I'm sorry, come again? You just became a member of the website today, right? Yes, first time logging on and logging in, yes. Right, okay. So you saw there's an awful lot of information there, right? Yes. Okay, up at the top right corner of the page, okay. when you're in the website, there's a search box up there. Okay. To, to find the validation letter. So instead of trying to you know, look through everything that's in there, just type the word validation in yes. there and do the search, and that will uh, help you find the validation letter. That's okay. all you got to do. That's really easy for you to find. Okay. Great. Now, the UCC stuff is what John was talking about Second in relation right. to the the uh, uh, re-upping of the judgment, you know, how long the, the judgment lasts, you know. And you could do a, a, a Google on that stuff. I mean, I, I am a big proponent of using Google for things. Okay. Uh, how I'm going to I'm just as a as an example, while everybody's on this call right here, I'm going to Google how long is a judgment good in California? Okay. Once someone obtains a money judgment in California, it will last for 10 years. At the end of 10 years, the judgment is no longer enforceable unless it has been renewed. There's your answer right there. It's that easy to find information out here. You simply open a Google search window and ask a question just like you would ask me speaking to me. Do right. the same thing in Google, and you'll, it, this stuff comes up so quick. So you are within the 10-year statute of limitations, so that's not an issue for you. So what John was talking about, there was that uh, WG, whatever the number was that he told you about, that's for uh, checking into the uh, uh, head of household exemption. Yeah. And then you said you also had found something else where you could reduce it uh, possibly from 25. But here again, right. if, if I would find... A way, if there's a way to get out of it under the head of household exemption for California, that beats lowering a payment. Right, right. Now, I'm not here that was going to be my question. Are, are you married? Do you have family, a wife, children? No, I'm single. Okay, all right. So that's a little harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't point to, hey, you know, I got three little ones here. I got to take care of. Okay, well, you know. I mean, I do pay child support for my son, but I'm not head of household because he lives with his mother and it's alternate. Weekend. You are head of household for your own household. Yes, you are. Y yes, you are. Oh well, I thought it okay. meant. Okay. And your, your bills to survive count. You are a household. Yeah, yeah. definitely that because. Yeah. Well, you you have to just think in terms of if you're head of household, I, somebody has to be a head of the household even if there's only one person, right? Right, and that would be me. I'm dead. There you go. Okay. So anyway, get that form, read the instructions, and read it carefully. And the one thing that, that I'm going to tell you, and we keep talking about, we've been talking about this stuff for years on these calls, don't skim that document when you read it. Read it and think about what it means, what you're reading. Okay. There's a difference between reading something, skimming through it, and then, you know, somebody asking a question, and, well, okay, well, what did that say? Well, it, it just said some stuff about what, what to do about garnishments. 
Well, wait a minute. That's not what it said. It gave very specific information about this and this and this and this. That's what people skip over. They don't really think about and understand what they read. And that's the first thing I'm going to tell you you need to do is to, when you read things, think about it. If you don't understand it, go back and read it again. And if nothing else, ask somebody else. Main thing, too, is definition of words. That's another thing that's very important. If you're not sure what a word means, go and look not, it up. Not just the definition of words, but I'm here to tell you, and you'll find out after over time, I'm a real stickler about this, the placement of the smallest words in the English language, like if, and, or, but, can change an entire document's meaning. Especially in the legal world. Yeah, right. it's like the word it's. What a huge difference that little three-letter word makes in the Fair Credit Reporting Act. Yeah, especially the bigger words like presumption. Mm, well, no, like Terry said, it can be the small words like it's. Yeah. it's, it's but the point, is, the point is you need to pay attention and think about what it is you're reading, not just skim over something. Oh, well, I got the general idea. No, the idea is to get the specific information, not to get the general idea of something. When, and keep in mind, when you're dealing with legal issues, legal is details. It's yeah. details from beginning to end. And if you skip over details, you're probably not going to have as good a result as you might like. You'll regret it. You potentially can regret it. So get used to that. Maybe you're not used to it. And and people aren't taught to do this in school. They're just not. So this is something we have to constantly bring to people's attention. And it's it's a new exercise for most people. And it was know, for me. You know it why it's, it's so incredibly important is because what Dave just said across the board is true, that people are not taught in school. Uh, comprehension and retention and dialing into details, but the lawyers are trained to know that and take advantage of it. Uh-huh, and they do. That's, that's uh, one of the tools of their trade is uh, depending on your ignorance of details. So anyway, um, what questions have you got at this point? Well, you guys went through a lot of information. It's almost like covered up, to the best of my knowledge, of any other questions to move forward. <laughs> well, they, get, get used to it because that's yeah. how it always is on these calls. Well, well now, let me, let me throw a couple other things out here. This call is recorded just like all the others. If you want to go back and re-listen to this stuff, uh, all you got to do is go to the talk, pay, talk Shoe page on the Internet and if you scroll down just a little bit, the most recent call will be there, and you'll you'll see it after the call is over. It's all done automatically. I don't have to do anything. But the call recording will be there. You can either listen to it just by clicking on the thing, listen to it on the computer, or if you want to download the recording to listen to it you know, uh, at another time or on an MP3 player or something, you can do that. Just follow the instructions that are there. But the recording is there, so and you I- can go back and review these discussions. And on Tuesday night, same thing with Blog Talk. And on Wednesday night, mine's a little different. On Wednesday night, after the call, every Wednesday night, I send out a mass email to everybody on my list with the link to the call recording. 
So if you are not on my email list yet, you need to get there. So send me an email at queensongbird, that's all one word, queensongbird, at gmail.com, and I will send you uh, a call reminder on Tuesday nights, and then after Wednesday night's call, you'll get the link for the recorded call and the downloadable MP3. That You will be one of the latest members, so your email will be coming from Queen Songbird 2. Don't ever send an email to that one. Always use queensongbird at gmail.com. So okay. what you just found out is there's calls three nights a week. Uh, Tuesday night call is every other week. But we're here on this call every Monday, and Terry is there every Wednesday on hers. So there's lots of help here, but you've got to study the stuff in the, uh, in the website, and then we can help answer the questions for you to uh, help fit things together. But I, I don't think it would be wise for us to throw too much more at you at this moment because, you know, information overload sometimes can create confusion. Uh, it'd be great for you to have a, a little time to study this stuff if you want to call in tomorrow night and talk to Jesse regarding uh, the uh, foreclosure situation. He will be on the call. He is the expert, and he is an expert. I don't know of anybody else that has won three foreclosure trials on his own properties, but he has. And oh. uh, and they have the original notes there, by the way, as well, and he still won. Yeah, I got the names mixed up between Ben and Lori, but it's, it is definitely Jesse. I think Jesse is roaming around in Orange County. Is he? Is yeah. He? Well, Jesse Jesse is in Florida. Okay. Yeah, no, he uh, he used to live in Las County. Vegas, but but the oh. uh, Ben Lowry, um, I I think Jesse was uh, on his call or you know whatever and and talked about things. That's where the connection is there. But um, the bottom line is uh, tomorrow night Jesse will be on, so that you can ask questions about foreclosure there, and then again. Like Terry was just talking about Wednesday night, if you've got you know follow up on what you're doing with this other stuff with the garnishment deal and you got more questions, write down the questions. Don't try and commit them to memory. Write them down, and then we can have a little more discussion on her call on Wednesday night. But uh, right, and on Wednesday night it's usually same team as tonight. It's usually John and me and Dave. Right. Yeah, I'm the one that's gonna be dedicated with uh, Jesse and also trying to uh, work. Uh, as uh, to make income, extra income, as I learn this as I go along the way because i got my office set up here. To, I'm ready. I'm getting ready, rather. Yeah. Well, get ready to study because there's a lot to learn. But, you know, it, like Jesse's favorite thing to say is don't try to eat that elephant in one bite because you'll choke <laughs> yourself. And it's absolutely true. Right now, the first and foremost and uppermost in your mind should be finding that debt validation letter, getting it done properly, and getting it out tomorrow. And that goes to Citibank and to the attorney. The attorneys. Okay, definite. Wow, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate that. You're very welcome. So on point. It's, it's and great. if you, you call in tomorrow night uh, on uh, Blog Talk Radio, uh, you'll hear my voice again because I moderate that call as well. Oh, wonderful! And, and, I'm, on, and I'm on Terry's call on Wednesday night, so you know there's familiar voices all around here. We are a team. Yes. And what's your name again, sir? Mine's I'm Dave. I'm just Dave. 
Okay, and you queen? I'm mm-hmm. Terry. Terry. Terry, okay. And, and the other guy was John. John, okay. And Terry is in Georgia for the short term, uh, soon to be North Carolina. John is in Florida, and I'm in Dallas. So. Uh, yeah, I'm originally from North Carolina, and I have a okay. home here, uh, Marina Valley, California, that I've been fighting for for seven years. Wait, do you, wait, do you hear this story? This is gonna probably wow. well, you everything, but. Well, that's uh, hey, that's great. If you if you've been staving them off for uh, seven years, that's fantastic. We love it. Well, that tells us you're a fighter, and that's what we like. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, does that uh, cover things for tonight? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to go back to the board here, and I want to see. Let's see. We've got guest three that has their hand up. Uh, you've been unmuted. Go ahead with your question. Okay. My question is, I got my um Default judgment, the company is in the state of New York. I did this in the state of Florida because that's where it happened. <laughs> they called me in Florida. Okay. Uh, so when, uh, so judgment, did, a judgment for what? Just out of curiosity here. Uh, TCPA. TCPA. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, the ju- judge awarded me 1500 per call. Oh, Wow. And how many calls? Awesome. 20. Very good. Very good. Okay, so you did that in Florida. Was that in state court or federal court? Federal court. Okay. Uh, And the company is in New York. Uh Uh-huh. They're a debt collection company. Okay. What uh, what, uh, is their name? Uh, Pushpin Holding. I've heard of that one. That's a new one for me. I was hoping well, she was they, going to they're, they're, an off, they're an offshoot of uh, lease finance and uh, the other name. Um, they bought out uh, lease financing, but uh, it was past. I mean, it was past the five year. Um, it was a business thing, but I didn't have my business anymore, so I don't. I've never given them permission or my cell phone number and they called me on my cell phone yeah well the main thing is you you've got the the judgment and and what right. what you're wanting to do is to be able to go to new york and collect it correct or uh, am i to file it there in new york also you you have to domesticate the judgment in new york Okay. See, you're in Florida. You got it from the uh, federal district court, uh, whatever uh, 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 division in in Florida. And you're going to want to probably, um, you know, I I have never done that. Um, First of all, I would do some uh, checking on the Internet, some uh, uh, do some questions how to domesticate a uh, a Florida judgment for collection in New York, and you know okay, play with the I, words. I've done something like that, but they told me I had to domesticate it. I had to uh, get it notarized and um, have an attorney from New York. No, you don't have to have an attorney do anything. 
Okay. Well, I, you know. Yeah. Who told you okay. you had to have an attorney? I, I, it was on the, um, I Googled, and this okay. is how they were saying. That was probably uh, another uh, attorney's opinion. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that, that's going to be a generalization. Okay. What I would suggest that you do, what I would do is I would find uh, what district, what federal district court covers the area where the company is that you got the judgment. And then okay, I it's would, in New York, New York, and but there's several federal. Well, well but here, here, here again, you got to go do your your research on the U.S. federal district courts in New York, and find out okay. which which federal district court, which division covers where that company would be. And then what okay. I would do, what I would do if I were in your shoes, is I would call the clerk at that court and explain to them your situation, what you're trying to do, and can they uh, uh, d- tell you what the procedure is? Remember, you never want to ask legal advice. Right. Just say, I'm trying to uh, ascertain the proper signature, or I mean, uh, the uh, proper uh, information procedure mm-hmm to domesticate this in New York so that I can collect it. Okay. And because if you if you ask procedural questions, that's the clerk's job to help you with that. All and if right. the clerk gives you some grief, just say, well, uh, can I speak to your supervisor, please? <laughs> okay. Well, um, I had filed in the end of April of 16. Okay. And um, then the clerk filed a uh, judgment that they had not um, responded. They haven't responded to anything. I mean, they were notified. I got all the paperwork and the return notices and everything like that. But I guess they thought, I'm just a country hick and I'm not going to do anything. (laughs) Yeah, well, now, now you... You uh, got the clerk's entry of default, and then now, did you the get? Judges, I got the what? judge's order. Uh, okay, well that's what I was going to ask you. Then, then you did a, a. Well, we can't both talk at the same time. I'm, let me let me just ask a question here because I want to clarify. Um, you, you did the clerk's default, and then you did a motion for default judgment. I assume. Yes, I did. Okay. All right, and the court granted that. When was that granted? Uh, the 6th of this month. Okay. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I would not do anything real quick. I would wait at least 30 to 60 days. Okay. And the reason for that is this. if you If the court just did that, and then you go after them to collect something, they can go back to the court and say, well, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, we didn't know, you know, just, oh, it was an error, we overlooked it, and, you know, we moved, and their, you know, papers got lost, and all this kind of stuff, and then they ask the court to set aside the judgment, and then all of a sudden, you got to go, and you got to deal with the, the court procedure, whereas if you let this go out, 60 days, it's going to be much harder 
for the other party to come back and do that and get the court to actually do it for them. Okay. I, if I if I were in your shoes, I absolutely would not seek to enforce that judgment this quick. Okay. I, I would I would give it at least sixty days because the thing is, they send the court sends a notice of that judgment to the other side. Oh, they well, do. I didn't oh, realize that. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. I believe they. I believe you'll find that they do. You know, look at the. Look at what the uh, order says. It, you, it'll it'll say who copies are sent to. Look at the the bottom it of the order. It says counsel of record and unrepresentative parties, if any. <clears throat> okay, counsel of record. Does it say defense counsel of record or? No, it just says uh, counsel of record and unrepresentative parties, if any. They did. Uh, I filed back in April of 2016. Yeah. Uh, they didn't respond to that at all. Okay. It set, so with the the, ju- it set with the judge for eight months. Right. Okay. So then the court doesn't even have anything, any address to send it to to them. Yeah, they have it in the uh, information that I gave them. The um, well. Yeah, but there's any nobody made an appearance for them, so there is no official address to send to. No, it my point. My point is. My point with this is, I think you're very, very much going to be better off by giving yourself at least sixty days. Yeah, before okay. you then, try and do this. If you do like Dave just said, and you give it you know, 60 days, and then you go after your domestication and you go to collect it, and they go whining to the court. It was an oversight. We just had an error, blah, blah, blah. The court is going to look at it and say, "Uh, an oversight and an error? You had 60 days to do something about this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would not get in a hurry on that. I know you'd love to get that money in hand. And and I would too if I was in your shoes, but to strengthen my hand substantially, I would sit on that baby for a while. I'd probably, if, if, to be honest with you, if it was me, I'd probably sit on it for at least ninety days. I'd okay. want it to go way out because you got to remember, when you go after the other side to get that, they can go. Oh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Oh my God! You know this this woman's trying to take thirty thousand dollars from us. Oh crap! We got to do something. You know they hire a lawyer and you know tell the lawyer get a hold of the court and get that judgment reversed. And and of course you know they're going to write a, a thing. You know a, a motion for uh, to vacate a judgment and everything to the court. And sometimes the court is going to allow them back in. They're going to vacate the judgment and say, well, you know, you, you people are idiots, but I'm I'm still going to let you uh, go ahead and get in here. But if you let it go long enough, their hand is very weak and yours is very strong. And you can say, look, I got this judgment four months ago. Right. And yeah. they never did anything. They never responded. They never did anything after the judgment was rendered or anything else. You know, uh, the the law is for both sides. If they did that to me, I I couldn't go back and uh, ask to have the judgment set aside. Right. If I and was already, served. Already, you you know, 
you've got a judge who's right-minded in his attitude toward them because he gave you trouble. He right, he that. gave you the fifteen hundred per call. Yeah, he he's not impressed with them already. Right, right, but well, but I, that's I, what I would letter, do. This, yeah, this order that she sent me, um, I I found out why it took so long for her to go through it. But she's got all kind of uh, cases against. Uh, I mean, you know, showing why she's doing what she's doing. Oh yeah, and, that's what they have to do. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. And everything. And, that's their uh, justification for their decision. <laughs> right. And, that's the I law love, that it's based on. Uh, I love her l- number three at the last. It says all pending motions are mo- are denied as moot, and the clerk is directed to close this case. There you go. So <laughs> let it let Beautiful. it age in the wine cellar for a while before okay. you before you reach out and go to nail them to the wall. That's what I would okay. do. I, but I I think I think you're in good shape with that. But uh, by waiting that time, that will uh, uh, strengthen your hand and very severely weaken theirs should they try and come back and raise a lot of it. Okay? Okay. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Good luck on that. And, of course, I know you'll keep us informed of uh, how that turns out, right? Yes. Yes, I'm a member. (laughs) Okay, great. congratulations on your victory. Well, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, that's fantastic. I love it. All righty. We're going to go on to New York City. Speaking of New York, right? You are <laughs> unmuted. <laughs> New York, you got to talk to us. You're unmuted. Hello, is that me? Uh, I think that must be you. Okay, I don't know. I pressed every button available. <laughs> no, I <laughs> unmuted you. You, you heard? Oh. If you were listening, you probably heard it say, "You are unmuted." Oh, yes, yes. But I pressed like all the buttons to get in the queue, so I didn't know if I was in the queue or not. I forgot which yep. one it was. Yep. Um, which one is it? <laughs> well, it's to mute is star six. Star to six. put yourself in the queue, you should press star six first. That mutes you. And then press star eight. That's what puts your hand up in the queue. You did have your hand up. That's why I called on you. Okay. <laughs> but go ahead. Really like, yeah, okay. Um so I just got an email from a lawyer. Uh, the lawyer regarding on what? What? From Ch- what's going on? From, from Chase. This is uh, I'm involved with a foreclosure, uh, the Wamu Chase thing, and uh, let me see. I'm trying to pull it up right now. Um, so Chase has since sold 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 the the loan. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I've since sold it to Face Servicing, um, which I just sent them. Out. So sold it to who? Uh, a servicing company is called Fay. F A Y. Okay. Okay. So I'm in. Uh, I drafted up the lawsuit. Um, well, well, hang hang on one second. You say they sold it to a servicing company. Are you sure they sold it to Fay, or did they transfer servicing rights to Fay? Well, I yeah, I spoke to you guys in the past. There was a there was a bunch of I don't have the paper in front of me, so um, it, w- that was one of the options. There was like four options. It was uh, 
I can't think of it off the top of my head, but one of it was we either sold it, um, and I can't think of the other thing. It was transferred the rights. There was like three or four things. But face servicing at the time, I haven't called you guys in a while, um, they didn't, they, they just, they said that they are taking over the servicing of, of the mortgage. and uh, Okay, that and, doesn't mean ownership. It means servicing. Right. Yeah, the ownership actually, again, and I'm unprepared. I'm sorry that I don't have it in front of me. Was uh, It's like an, uh, one of those alphabet, MFRA trust or something like that. So, yes, they, they're taking over the servicing right to, to, to say it in the right way. Um, but, okay, anyway, so I sent out um, this lawsuit to Chase, and I heard from a lawyer. And they well, were no, you to... say, now, Hank, excuse me for interrupting again, but you say you sent yeah. out this lawsuit to Chase. What do you mean? You filed a lawsuit and you served them with it? No, I didn't. I, didn't, I sent out a notice of intent with a copy of the lawsuit. Okay. That I, I didn't file yet. All right. Okay. Um, so they they actually off they made me an offer um, of twenty five hundred dollars. That was a while ago, which, which I rejected. Um, and now they just offered me five thousand um, dollars. So. And in uh, the violations that were alleged in your lawsuit, or what? FDCPA, FCRA, TILA, RESPA, and actual damages. Um, well, what actual damages do you have? I, what I alleged, I'm prepared here, I don't have in front of me, was, well, first of all, that they, they, they didn't have the right to collect any of my payments um, since the alleged takeover in 2008. So all the payments that I've made, um, Jesse suggests that. So I, I that was the actual some of the actual damages. Um, okay. So that that's what I allege. So uh, I'm asking for something like uh, close to three three hundred thousand in there at five thousand. So um, I think I'm going to have to file. I think that's uh, probably so. an impasse. <laughs> <laughs> you think? We're 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 uh, far apart here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then, so face servicing now, you know, and that, well, that's one of the things too, I told them, they, their bargaining chip, they, because one of the first things she did, she said to me, to a woman lawyer said that, uh, well, we can't, um, and I, I don't know, excuse me if I'm not using the right words, but uh, we can't um, pull back the, the, the foreclosure. We can't uh, withdraw it. I don't know what the right words, but so in other words, like she almost like I don't know if that's admitting something or. But she was like, well, if if that's what you're looking for, you know, we can't do that. And I said, well, I I would think that's obvious because now you sold it to a uh, an innocent, you know, uh, someone else, and I would I would think so. To me, that's something that they can. They, bargain with and maybe they would be in a stronger uh, bargaining position but um, she like admitted that so I don't know what that means but well you're you're kind of you're kind of jumping around and sketchy on what you're uh, what you're talking about here and it's really hard to get a clear picture of exactly where you are Um, what actually is your question and then maybe we can backtrack (laughs) to get some information Um, I guess is there anything uh, that I could say to negotiate um, to put myself in a strong position? Besides, I, I'm just thinking 
loud maybe is I mean I, I know you probably suggest to to file a suit, um, but this is one of the stipulations that this lawyer keeps saying is that um, she would be willing to negotiate as long as I don't file suit now. Um, so is there any any advice that you could give as far as what to do as far as the negotiation? Um, well, my my very simple advice based on the scattered information that you gave me and given the fact that you are dealing with a foreclosure is why have you not filed the lawsuit? That's one of the very first things that we explain to people is, you know, we have, we have, people from time to time that, oh, well, you know, I was busy or, well, I was going to do it, but I just wanted to see what they had to say. And then all of a sudden, they've been foreclosed on, and then it's too late. In other words, get the lawsuit filed. You know, they're wanting to negotiate with you, but um, are, are if you're satisfied with, you know, five maybe even if they bumped it up to 7000 if you're satisfied with 7000 uh well then maybe you want to negotiate but my guess is you're not going to be satisfied with that so you're going to end up having to file a lawsuit anyway so get her done so to speak okay, john so your thoughts on that I think you're right dave Okay, Don't you fool around, get her done, huh? Right. Yeah. And now I also have Faye, Faye Servicing, too, which I, I included them in, in the uh, lawsuit as well. Um, and they responded to me. I, I sent them a notice of intent to sue, um, and they just try to uh, – they respond with – they try to validate the debt, um, which they just send me stuff that's in public records. So they haven't validated. So is this something that's common? You think that the lawyer is trying to, like a, a delay tactic, um, just go ahead and file it? She kept saying that the stipulation was that she can negotiate with me as long as I didn't file a suit, but obviously. Well, yeah, but like I said, you know, she's saying, well, we won't negotiate if you file suit. Well, are are they anywhere remotely in the ballpark now? Yeah, they're not really negotiating now. She's saying We'll negotiate if you take what we offer and shut up and go away and don't file. Right, right, right. I got yeah. you. Yeah. A, a federal lawsuit is a negotiating tool. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we keep telling people that, and we have people that hold off and, well, you know, they told me this. You don't believe this stuff that the lawyers are telling you. It's their job mm-hmm. to BS you. A federal law That's how they make like their money. By four upside their head, it gets their attention. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Now, uh, another question. Um, this face servicing, and again, I don't have it in front of me, but they're, um, what's it called when you look it up on the, uh, to how to serve them? Um, Registered agent? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, is like far away. Um, are there, there's, people, I guess, that you could reach out to that would, would serve them? Um, you can serve them through the reg- their registered agent, find out who their registered agent is, and, and send it to Faye Servicing Care of XYZ uh, uh, you know, representatives. Do you know who their registered agent is? 
Yeah, I ha- um, it's in Albany, so it's it's far from. The physical I mean. location means nothing. Well, you, you can't serve them. Mail. You have to have someone else serve them. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Would I, and you so, can hire a process server in the right. local area where they are or okay. a sheriff. If you call the okay. sheriff's department in that area or look up their website for, for whatever the county is where Albany is, you look up the sheriff's department and they have a civil division where they do service of process. They just, you know, those guys make extra money going and dropping the things off. So, okay. you know, in Florida, it's like 35, 40 bucks where Davis and Texas, it's what, 80? Yeah, it's about 80 here. But yeah, what I've so, done now, I, I've had, uh, friends of mine that were adults that uh, mailed off uh, the uh, stuff to the registered agent and had the uh, green cards come back to them. And then they give me the green card that I can take to the court so I don't have to pay a process server. And there's a whole other thing you can do, which is called the waiver of service. You send them... it's not that complicated. You end up sending them the lawsuit with a form from the federal court, and it's a waiver of service form. And it get, if they waive service, it gives them a longer period of time to respond. I think it's 60 days. The thing you just have to be careful of is that if they do not respond and waive service, you still have to serve them or else your lawsuit expires. Right. And that's 90 days now with the federal Correct. Right. Okay. So, but right. the courts like the waiver of service because it saves everyone money all around. Right. Okay. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. So, you guys, basically, to summarize, think just file the suit. Um, if I were in your position, that's exactly what I would do. Yeah. Just one one other thing. Now, if I wanted to to add my my wife in other words let's say okay um so like F- fcra to to double it in other words they're reporting on my three credit reports and her three can i just add her or would it be a, a a separate suit you should do a separate suit the reason being you can't sue for her she's going to have to do it herself right okay. uh, all right sounds good uh, i i think i'm taken care of all right appreciate it all, All right, you're very it. welcome. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. I want to see if anybody else has a question or comment. Uh, if I do. Anybody, Donaldson does. Go ahead. How you doing? Is this just Dave? Yeah. yeah. What is all that noise on your end? There's a tremendous uh, it, amount of noise. Well, yeah, there may be noise when I'm not talking, but you can hear me right now, right? Well... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's there was a lot of noise there. Right, because I'm in a restaurant, but I also muted myself out while I was not talking out yeah. of respect for everybody here. But I, I just wanted to quickly mention, uh, what, someone was talking about filing a lawsuit a second ago, and it came in on the very tail end of it. And so all I have to go on is someone on the call wants to go, go with a lawsuit. I thought it would be important to mention the status of the person and and, you know, Kind of like really recognize whether or not they were they had standing to file a suit. Well, that would be something yeah, worthy, worthy of recognition. Wait yeah, wait a second. You're wanting to venture off into something else that we don't discuss here. 
Not we don't get into the uh, the personal status of people. That's administrative stuff, and we don't deal with that. Well, standing to sue, you said file a lawsuit. You well, have to have standing to sue. He has standing to sue based on his situation, which you didn't hear. You, there is a tremendous amount of noise coming from your line with where you are. Um, he has standing to sue because he's filing under FDCPA uh, and uh, FCRA. There's claims there, so that, that gives him a standing to sue. Oh, thank you, man. All right, thank you. All right. Anybody else have any questions or comments tonight? Hit star eight. If not, we will just go ahead and wrap up the call for tonight. You know, we've uh, I mean, last week we had a really really interesting call. Sorry. Do you do you, uh, do you deal with issues of birth certificates at all? No, no, we don't deal with any of that stuff. So there's no debt there, right? No, well, that's all administrative stuff. It's not going to work, and we don't get into it and deal with it. I mean, I think it's important to at least mention the fact that it is an administrative. No, no, no. Administri- it, you just said it was administrative, right? That's important. It, yeah, but that's, you're not going to get anywhere because there's nothing to back it up, nothing to support it, and we don't discuss it or bring it up. Here. Right. Here's my question, just, though. If I administratively no re- remove myself from the benefit associated with the birth well, certificate? No, no, no. Here again, I'm going to stop what? you right here. We don't get into this. We don't discuss that. That is that discussion. Here. That is that, that is discussion. It's stuff that will land you in jail. Yeah, yeah. I, I muted him. It's, you know, we're, we're not going to we're not going to deal with that. Donaldson's been on before, and he wants to go down that road, and we don't do that. So we don't discuss it. And when I tell you we don't discuss it, that's where it ends. All right, we're going to go to Florida. I'm going to try and unmute you. There we go. There, you got your uh, hand down and you're unmuted. Florida, go ahead. Yeah, thanks, Dave. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Good. Glad to hear it, John. Terry, how are you? Great. Tired, but fine. Well, just a quick question. Sounds like I'll be the the nightcap um in in discovery when somebody's answering your discovery of course this guy just i sent you to you dave a few days ago but basically he's just got boilerplate objections with some case law attached but every one of them is the same in fact on the request for production he actually cut copy and pasted so much he forgot to take the old plaintiff's name off the top title (laughs) uh it's mchale Yeah, you'll love that. It's Mikhail. Oh, my old buddy. (laughs) Your old buddy. (laughs) Chuck. Now, I'm just helping a a friend of mine, and I haven't done a lot of discovery in recent years, or at least a couple of years anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, They can object all they want, but they still have to answer and provide you with the documents you're requesting and so on. You have to file a motion to compel. And what is our favorite one, Dave, the, the series that we have on discovery? Um, Gorilla Discovery. Yeah. yeah okay. If you I knew there was, Brian, yeah. Gorilla Discovery, the guy tells you how to go about it. And with Gorilla Discovery, you can skin Mikhail. 
that's just the way it is. And the one thing about that law firm is that they work really hard for themselves without their client's um, concern. You know, they just bill. They bill, 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 bill. They're, right. They make a lot of money for themselves. So in Gorilla Discovery, did you do a webinar on that, or are you telling me just to Google it outside of the website? Google it, and it's something you have to get. It goes in. It it's hundreds of pages, but it is it's it's broken down into bite-sized pieces. The whole step, all the steps for discovery. If you're serious about things, it's something you want to have. And right. it's really first-rate, top-shelf good stuff. Oh, yeah. worth the investment. Brian. Yeah. Yeah, email, email me about that. Okay. Yeah, I was actually going to call you. I just heard, I just found out tonight too, the first time that you were moving. I couldn't believe you had ever moved your off of your porch there in Georgia. So <laughs> I've been trying to get off this porch for eight years. <laughs> I got a much better porch. Now there you go. <laughs> well, I'm, I hope you're excited about your move, and I hope everything goes well. Of course. Um, the other question was for you, Terry. I went on Experian.com today and pulled my credit report based on an older one that I had pulled because my year is not up yet. Mm-hmm. And they have a new, a new system on there where you can dispute and write your little um, comments in the box. Do you, do you recommend that or just going through the steps that we, we've been doing? Um, I don't recommend ever, and I hope everybody's paying specific attention to this. I don't recommend ever doing your dispute online. Always do it on paper, certified mail. Yeah, and that's what I thought. I, I, I started doing the dispute just on my addresses. I had some old addresses in there that i never... Because I tell you what, if you want a guarantee, an absolute airtight guarantee that nobody but Robbie Robot is ever going to be aware you exist, do it online. <laughs> right. <laughs> you follow what I'm saying there, right? Exactly. And there are circumstances where you might want that guarantee. <laughs> but right. in, ge- in general, for all of our members, and especially those of you without immense experience and, and strategic reasons to do otherwise, always do it in writing by certified mail. Well, two of my addresses were P.O. boxes, and in the little down box that you can click on it says I've never lived there. Well I've never lived in a P.O. box before so I thought it was a fairly a fairly simple one <laughs> to get to get those two off there. I thought that would be pretty easy and I was just gonna try it out but then I decided I'll just get on the call and ask first. And I understand what you were saying, John, about the motion to compel. I was gonna give the guy a chance to supplement his answers first. I mean one of the things he was talking about I asked him for the Bates records. Now, two of the nine editions he did admit, and one of them was that they kept records of phone calls, but he wouldn't give me the Bates records, and he put something about, you didn't, I didn't specify any specific dates that I wanted it from, but in my friend's lawsuit, the attachment shows the dates of which the phone calls occurred, and the lawsuit spells it out pretty, uh, pretty precisely of, you know, the dates that the lawsuit is referencing, so... Obviously, right. it was a small tactic. The thing, the thing about Gorilla Discovery is, 
I mean, you're absolutely correct when you think about it that you're supposed to go and confer with the other side before you file a motion to compel or this or that. But the guy that does the guerrilla discovery explains specifically that you don't want to really push them that far that they come back and give you exactly what you need. You just want to make sure you touch base with them so that you've got proof that you touch base with them. But if they don't provide you information or ob certain objections, you know, correct objections, if they don't provide a correct objection to a discovery request with a certain period of time, they waive their objection and then you can just deem the things, you know, just like we used to talk about deeming admissions, you can deem other stuff. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll get my hands. It's, it's, very, it's, it's a, very, very strategic what this guy has. And is it a book that you buy, or is it like a PDF online that you can find? Or it's a it's a book that you get. Okay. All right. Just yeah, Google it or email that. Terry. She'll tell you what you need to know. All right. Sounds good. I appreciate everybody's help, and I hope everybody has a great night. All right. You too. Thank you. All right. We're going to ask one more time. Anybody else got any questions or comments? If so, hit star eight, and I'll call on you. Otherwise, we'll go ahead and wrap things up a little bit early. Uh, we're uh, we're getting a little late in the call, but that's that's fine. That's what we're here for on Monday nights. Uh, and I don't see any hands coming up, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, try and wrap things up here. Tomorrow night there is a call, as we mentioned earlier, blogtalkradio.com forward slash. W-L-I-Y-D. That starts at 8 o'clock Eastern Time, Eastern Daylight Time, now that we're on the good time, back to uh, staying dark late. It was really nice. I went out and walked tonight. It was, it was great, and uh, it was nice to have the extra hour of daylight in the evening. I love it. You but, know what uh, I did? What? <laughs> well, first of all, I'm celebrating because my watch is right again. But I, I changed every clock in the house, and I had to get up, uh, Kate's up north, so I have to get Haley off to school, which means i got to get up at 6.30. So I set the clock last night, and it went off, and it got me up, and I got her ready for school, and I'm like, hurry up or you'll miss the bus. And she says, what time is it? And I look at my watch. Oh, my God, I changed all the clocks except my alarm clock. <laughs> So I had to drive her to school this morning. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, well. I'll bet uh, that only happens once. Well, absolutely. <laughs> yep. Well, anyway, um, you know, like I said, 8 o'clock tomorrow night, Blog Talk Radio. And uh, Jesse will be there, as far as I know. He hasn't said anything to me, anything to me that he won't be. Then, of course, Wednesday night, 8 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time is Terry's call. And if for some reason you're not on her list, send an email to queensongbird at gmail.com and uh, tell her you want to be on the list. And do it right now. Don't wait, or you probably won't get the reminder. So uh, anyway, we're uh, off and running. We're into spring, not officially. That uh, takes uh, just a few more days, but... Uh, most of the country, except if you're up in the Northeast and uh, uh, Upper Midwest, is uh, getting into spring, and they're 
they're getting uh, anywhere from uh, 12 to 24 inches of snow up there. So I'm glad I don't live up in that part of the country. Uh, it was uh, a nice sunny day here in the mid-60s, and we'll be that way for the next several days and then into the 70s. So uh, I hope everybody has a great week, and if you join us tomorrow night, you'll hear my voice on Blog Talk Radio unless I get run over by a truck in the meantime. Have a great evening, and I'll talk with everybody on Blog Talk Radio tomorrow night. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.